This episode of The Enhancement Talent is brought to you by Backstage Drama, fueling the dirt sheets since 1984, brother. When you're a champion, you have to carry yourself like a champion. You dress a bit sharper, you talk a little louder, your ego becomes a bit bigger. You let everybody know that you're the best. And the premier way to show the general public that you're indeed the best is by proudly displaying that championship belt around your waist. This week on The Enhancement Talent, we showcase the belts that highlight what it takes to signify that you're the best in the world. Join us as we count down our top 10 championship belts of all time. All right. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Enhancement Talent Podcast. I'm your host, the man in the rafters, the one they call Tony Lopez. With me tonight, as always, the other half of the fabulous Lopez cousins, Dr. Bob Lopez. How are you doing tonight, Bob? Doing great, sir. How about yourself? Doing good. Doing good. Just, uh, you know, it was a busy week. Um, but now we're settled in and on to another episode. How was your week? It was all right. Um, yeah. Hanging out with the kids. Took my son golfing yesterday, which both both of us did not know what the hell we were doing, but we still had a good time. <laughs> and um, then, yeah, that was about it. Just hung out, living the dream, watching wrestling. Was it actual golfing or mini golfing? I took him to a driving range at PGN over here. Okay. Ah, and, all uh, right. Hey, we bought a, a bucket of balls, about 50 balls for about 10 bucks, and he hit about 40 of them, and I hit about 10, and we chopped about 35 of them to the right, because we had no idea. Um, there was a couple times where I hit the tee farther than I hit the ball, <laughs> but um, I did get a couple of them like spot on, because they have like little markers out in the field, and I hit a couple of them past 150 yards, so I thought I was a badass. I started doing like the Lex Luger flexing poses afterwards. But, um, yeah, it was definitely a good time. Nice. Well, joining us tonight, out in beautiful Cary, Illinois, the Warsaw Blonde himself, Adam Kolavik. How are you doing tonight, Adam? How was your week? I'm doing good. Uh, week's been good so far. Uh, Bob brought back some fuzzy memories of PGN for me. Uh, in particular, I remember uh, the driving range is two levels, so uh, mm-hmm. my juvenile 20-something-year-old self would... Uh, position myself to a point where I would slice the ball to the left and try to hit people's rubs. Uh, you know, hit the ball over the over the netting and hit someone's rub. I think there was a Dominic's nearby too, mm-hmm. which is dating me also. <laughs> yeah, I was I was a punk. Yeah, well. But it was fun. <laughs> I was a punk and you know, speaking of that, you know, you guys said a few things about me three months ago. I'm very upset about them. So I'm gonna probably have to bury both of you on on the podcast this week. <laughs> I'm right. very upset. It's very unprofessional. Well, thank you for I'm the upset about our Adam. PWI rank. I try. I'm upset about our PWI ranking still too, so. That's right. That's right. Where where was your PWI ranking last year, Adam? Uh, not enough to warrant a, a great introduction from Justin Roberts, that's for sure, <laughs> but it was higher than but it was higher than Gresham's. Yeah. That's a du- that's a double segue right there. There you go. <laughs> Adam's here all night. We'll segue into uh, what's creating the most buzz in the internet wrestling community. 
Um, the road great. dog's back. What's that? <laughs> it said the road dog's back. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't know? <laughs> Our asses had to better call somebody. Call somebody. Oh, Lord. But no, of course, we're talking about CM Punk, who apparently uh, last week on Dynamite went into business for himself and uh, cut a promo. First, you know, he... he um, talked about how much of a coward um hangman is they were in west virginia and you know hangman's from there so he brought up hangman saying you know he wanted him as a rematch hangman wasn't there um so he called him a coward whatnot and then moved on and eventually you know did his thing with uh with moxley you know and then it came out later that you know what was it? Punk was the he considered it a receipt for a uh, a promo that Hangman had cut a few months earlier that I guess Punk didn't appreciate. And then there's rumors that Punk has been unhappy and um, airing out his grievances with Tony Khan uh, backstage. That you know, there's also reports that people were. We're considering that he may have he may get to the point where he's like not no showing shows and not showing up or maybe even quitting altogether. It you know it just seemed a little weird that all this stuff to me at least it seemed a little weird that all this stuff started sprouting up right after he started doing these promos like nothing at all about anything like this was reported before dynamite um but then after dynamite all these stories start sprouting up um but then you know you get tweets from other guys like you know dax in ftr who you know are close with punk and you know they're they're sending sarcastic tweets about how unhappy punk is by showing pictures of him smiling with everybody backstage you know it, it to me it's it's a work. It just feels like a work. I think they're getting ready to uh, to turn Punk heel, which, in my opinion, is where Punk is most effective. I think he's more of a natural heel than he is a face. So I think it just seems like that's what they're doing. They're kind of turning. They're kind of getting ready for him to turn heel and using all this kind of as a worked shoot uh, kind of thing where you're not sure if it's a hundred percent real or not and they're using it to their advantage kind of the same way they were doing with mjf uh before he disappeared um what was your guys first um reactions after punk did the promo and then in the aftermath of that let's start with you bob i was kind of surprised afterwards um i mean I thought the promo was pretty cool, especially because, yeah, he, he comes out, he calls out uh, Adam Page, he's not there, and then Moxie comes out, and they get in each other's faces, and Moxie kisses him on, <laughs> on the lips, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they start going at it, um, which I thought was quite funny. I mean, those two, it's, it's going to be an exciting match to see that. And then, of course, then Cornette had something to say about Moxley kissing him, but, you know, yeah. whatever. Okay. So then, um, <laughs> so, so then... You hear the next day, hey, Punk, you know, no one was expecting this. Um, 
Punk going out on his own, which I mean, the promo he cut was crazy. I mean, um, Eddie Kingston, you know, yeah, uh, he's the third best Eddie I've been in the ring with. Um, you know, he's the second best Kingston I've been in the locker room with. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh shit, he just went to town. You know what? Would um, be, you know what would have been cool if he looked straight at the camera and waved and said hi, Kofi. After he said that, that would that would have awesome. been great. Um, you know, it won't be the second time I beat a John and for the title in Chicago. And I was like, damn, <laughs> like, mm. he's just going to town today. Uh, but when you hear about it afterwards that, you know, it, it, he, he went into business for himself and, and Paige wasn't there to defend himself. I, I kind of thought that was um, kind of bullshit because it's, so, it's, you know, someone done that to Paige or to CM Punk, he would have been crying and whining about it too. Um, Paige wasn't there to defend himself. And then when you find out later on, you know, what it was that Paige had said to kind of piss him off to begin with. He said it to his face in the middle of the ring. You know, if you, it, if you got problems with it, sort it out backstage. It's like a bunch of high school drama bullshit going on. Um, you know, these are grown ass men, Tony Khan, get old, like get your shit together, straighten out your roster. If this is actually real problems, that's because you've also heard other rumors coming out. You know, the, the, the backstage is divided team page versus mm. team punk. And, you know, it's just like, if, if this is really the case, get your shit together, straighten it out. Don't let the inmates run the asylum. You know, you can't do that with the business, especially something as young as AEW, two, three years old like that, because then everyone's going to just consider you a joke to let this know. I mean, if it's a work shoot, like you said earlier, like they did with the MJF situation, then, hey, good for you. You got us with the MJF. I know I've been hearing rumors that he's coming back, too. Um, but then it kind of pisses me off when like someone like Booker T comes out and be like, well, what did you expect? It's CM Punk. I've been in the locker room with him, too. And it's just like... I feel like Booker T is just Mr. WWF, like, hey, I'm, I'm on your side. I'm going to say everything that's positive about them and rip on AEW anytime I chance I got. So agree 100%. It's just like, fuck off, Booker T. I respect you. I like you. I've always been the fan. But it's like you're just super biased when it comes to it. It's like I like listening to Mark Henry. Mark Henry will come out and say shit about AEW when he has to. And he'll still come out and support WWE when he has to. But Booker T is just like pro you know, WWE, hey, I've been in the ring with CM Punk. I've been, you know, in the backstage with it. So this is nothing new to me. It's like, well, then, you know, get over it. Yeah. Yeah, Booker's a company, man. We all know that. But, you know, like I said, it just it just comes off as like a as a as a work to me. But I could be wrong. How about you, Adam? What's your what's your uh, reaction to all this? I agree with a lot uh, of what Bob had to say. Uh, first of all, uh, Hangman is a courageous man. Uh, did you see him wear butterfly uh, jeans the other week? I mean, that's courageous <laughs> in itself. So that that was kind of weak. Um, but all, all kidding aside, it uh, it just was weird, you know, the way that came off. Um, you know, because you know, obviously there's history, you know, he beat Paige for the title, but, you know, so you're thinking, okay, is Paige going to get involved? Is he going to be part of All Out now? Why is he mentioning him? And and it turns out really the only reason he was mentioning him was to shit on him. So I, I thought, you know, the, there was really no point to that. If, if you're not going to involve Paige in it at all, then just keep the focus on Moxley where it belongs. And, yeah, that was a tremendous segment between the two. Um, yeah, and again, I, I agree with Bob as far as what, what Hangman had to say originally. I mean, uh, you want to cut reality-based promos, you want to go, you know, spin as much, uh, 
backstage behind the scenes stuff into it as possible. Um, you know, uh, that's kind of what I thought Hangman was doing in that promo and, you know, how some people probably do see Punk is taking their spot or, you know, taking over the company and, and all that stuff. So I, I really don't have a problem with what he said. I thought it was, I thought it was just a cool way to advance the story. So, uh, like Bob said, I think, uh, Tony Khan needs to do something. The police's locker room. There's a lot of crap coming out. I mean, who knows how much of it is true, but you know, obviously there's, there's some, there's some infighting going on and, and, and everybody's got to be on the same page. Uh, uh, pardon the pun. Um, so it just, it just, it, it wasn't good business to, to mention somebody like that when they're not going to be involved in the match and, and, in any way, shape or form. Uh, that's, that's what I think at its, at its most basic. It just didn't make any sense. Uh, and Tony, I, I kind of agree with what you have to say too. I mean, this is the first sign of, you know, discords or, or, you know, or unhappiness that Punk has showed. He said, he said nothing but uh, good things to say about the company up to this point. So uh, it's probably just what he felt. Like you said, he's paying a receipt. Uh, I don't necessarily think there's uh, room for people to panic and go, oh, he's unhappy. He's leaving. He's going to start no showing. I, 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 again, I think it's taken something that might be a disagreement backstage and just hyping it up, uh, you know, 10 times bigger than it actually is. But, uh, but time will tell. Yeah. I mean, like I said, this whole time, it just feels like a work to me. And, you know, what's weird is, you know, I think, cause we don't know exactly what's going to go on at all out. Like, like they said right. this week, mm-hmm. Or last week, uh, the match between Moxley and Punk is happening on Wednesday on Dynamite. It's not, you know, for for right now, it's not happening at all out. So you know, you don't know. It, maybe they do find a way to get Paige involved and work him into the match. And maybe this is just a fucking work, which I'm, I'm just convinced that it is because usually when it comes to news like this you hear about rumblings way in advance and it just seems like all this stuff just started happening all at once and i think that you know you guys are saying tony khan needs to needs to uh you know get the locker room and under control maybe some of this stuff is coming out because tony khan is letting it get out and he's building it for whatever's going to happen at all out Nobody knows. Nobody really knows. That's the thing about the wrestling business. <laughs> you know, it's like mm-hmm. nobody knows for sure what the fuck is going on except for those who are doing it. So, you know, I just, to me, it just sounds like a work. It feels like a work. Um, you know, I'm not saying that it's not out of the realm of possibility that Punk is causing shit backstage because he does have a reputation in doing shit like that. But to me, it just it doesn't something does just doesn't add up. And I think you're right. I think the the uh, the fine folks in the Internet wrestling community are making, you know, Everest out of a molehill kind of, you know, as they're as they tend to do. So 
Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Again, it's it's like the equivalent of the supermarket tabloids when you're when you're at the grocery store and you see all this crazy shit on the sun and the examiner and all that stuff. You know, the, what the hell do you believe? Again, you know, everybody. You know, want, I'm not here to dog someone personally, but you know, Dave Meltzer. Everybody kind of. A lot of people think uh, he's the most reliable source, but I can still remember WrestleMania weekend. Cody doesn't want to do the match. Uh, he doesn't want to jump. He's not. He's not coming. He's he's gonna pull out, and then lo and behold, Cody comes out at WrestleMania. So yeah. you know, where did you get your freaking information from? Because it was uh, 180 degrees wrong, buddy. Yeah, and you never know. I mean, there there could be wrestlers backstage who are just like fucking with the dirt sheets just to do it you know it's like and that's been going on forever decades yeah forever decades (laughs) so you know and and it's much more it's the competition is a lot is very much intense especially nowadays because you got internet guys like you know sean ross sap and guys like that outside in um you know brian alvarez outside of Meltzer, who's been the one constant so i don't know we shall see what AEW is cooking more, I think, a little bit as uh, this next episode of of uh, Dynamite happens in the next couple of days. And they couldn't have waited to do that match a week, mm-hmm. by the way. Which one? The Punk and, uh, and uh, Boxley match. They couldn't have waited till the 31st well, to do that match. That's why I'm, that's why I'm saying that they're probably... <laughs> They've got I'm some selfish. I'm sorry. I want to see it myself live. Well, they that's oh yeah, because you're going to be at Dynamite the next week. That's right. But um, exactly, yeah. But like I said, that's probably why they we just don't know exactly what they have planned for All Out. They're trying to surprise us, man. Well, yeah, because Hangman Hangman doesn't have any matches set up, or he's not in any kind of feuds right now. Yeah, that's true um, too. So yeah, maybe so it's, that's why I'm saying this may be a. Uh, a backdoor way of getting him into a match at all out, you know? So yeah, I'm good. I'm good with a good Downey Brook. Yes. Speaking of uh surprise returns on dynamite last week, we had the return of the one, the only, the cleaner himself, Mr. Kenny Omega, who has returned for the first time since um, full gear. Um, he, he was, you know, he, he dropped the belt to Hangman at full gear, and he's been out since then with injury. Um, so full gear was in November. It's August. So about nine months, uh, Kenny Omega was out, but he makes his return. He's teaming with the Young Bucks um, going into, uh, you know, that trios tournament. So he and the Young Bucks are going for the, the new AEW trios belt. Um yeah, when it what was your guys' reaction when you finally saw that when Justin Roberts started making that introduction for Kenny Omega? Was it, did you mark out? Did you know it was going to happen? What what was it? How, we'll start with you this time, Adam. What what was your reaction? Yeah, I mean i i was pretty I was pretty confident we were going to see him. Um, I thought maybe they might do a swerve where the match started with with Cutler being the third guy and he gets incapacitated, and then the music hits and Omega comes out. But the minute I saw Cutler hand Justin Roberts a piece of paper, I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. I mean, in a good way, you know. All right, I, you know, it's been way too long since 
since you heard one of those overblown intros that I love them to death. Um, yeah, it just, it just gave me chills and all sorts of, uh, great feelings. Um, and excitement. The, the, uh, the crowd in West Virginia was, uh, despite what Christian Cage has to say about them, uh, uh, were unglued out of their seats, uh, as, as well. They should have been, it was, it was a great moment. Um, you know, you got to see all the signature moves again and you got to see the elite back together. Uh, it was just, you know, as we were just talking about, there's been a lot of negative stuff going on in AEW uh, lately, or it seems like, you know, you know, uh, they, they needed something big and, and that's, uh, and that fit the bill uh, to see that happen. So uh, yeah, it was, it was very exciting. It was uh it was a great way to end the show, and uh, yeah, uh, I, I was a little disappointed that uh, there wasn't more fanfare for Michael Nakazawa making his <laughs> return too. We haven't seen him in ten months, yeah. you know. Uh, you know, I was I, I marked out a little for that. Even it's like here, you know, the crew with Don Callis, and you know, I never get enough of Don Callis and Jim Ross fighting on commentary either. It's it's just it's just comedic gold. Yeah. So. Everything was uh, everything was great about it. It was not a well kept secret, you know. It was kind of like when CM Punk uh, came came out, uh, you know, uh, uh, just about a year ago to the day, you were ninety percent sure he was going to be there. But uh, but you know, once you got that confirmation, uh, just uh, everything you're looking for. Yeah. How about your Bob? How about you, Bob? What was your reaction to Kenny Omega's comeback? It was awesome to see him again. Kenny Omega is just, you know, one of those special talents out there that, um, you know, all he had to do was walk out to the ring and just, uh, everyone went nuts. I mean, I've talked about it in the past when him and Daniel Bryan were just standing across the ring from each other and the crowd was going apeshit, you know, just to be able to do that. Um, not a wrestle, not a lot, of, not a lot of wrestlers can say they have the ability to do that. And Kenny Omega's one. He's, he's a special one out there. So it was uh, definitely great to see him back in the ring. And um, look forward to seeing a healthy Kenny Omega. Um, I know that there's a lot of beef between Kenny Omega and a Mr. Will Ospreay. And uh, that match will be coming up Wednesday with the Triangle versus Aussie Open with the winner taking on Omega and the Bucks. So I definitely look forward to seeing what happens there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm kind of uh, hoping that there's a bit of a swerve where uh, the... Um, Cole and Red Dragon kind of come in and take over for one of the teams on the other side. Hopefully they're cleared and they could take over for like um, the Dark Order or some shit and get into the tournament somehow. Because that would be awesome to see them and Omega and the Bucks in the finals. Because there's another one that doesn't have anything planned for the pay-per-view. But um, yeah, just to see Kenny back, it's definitely great. It's, uh, it's exciting to see all these people coming back to wrestling. Uh, CM Punk we talked about last week. Um, and, and, and this week, um, you know, Omega, there's the possibility of MJF returning sometime soon, you know, and then the WWE just say, you know, it's a fun game of, okay, this is your spot. Here's our move. Now top it. And then AEW will come back and then WWE will come back and it's just back and forth and back and forth. And that's what's, I think you, you mentioned it during last week's episodes, the winners are us, the fans that get to see this week after week. So it's definitely an exciting time. Yeah, and speaking of returns, tonight on Raw, we're taping this Monday night, uh, a certain Johnny Wrestling came back 
to WWE. Uh, Johnny Gargano is, you know, part of Raw now, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, I think it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that uh, once Triple H took over creative, uh, Johnny Gargano was probably going to find his way back to the WWE. Um, the same way that, you know, Triple H is trying to get back all of his old NXT guys that are not signed elsewhere right now, um, you know, joining guys like Karrion Cross and Dexter Loomis and Dakota Kai and Io Sky and all these other ones who were released. You know, Johnny Gargano was there. Of course, Johnny Gargano wasn't released as his contract went up, but as we saw tonight on Raw, he's back in the WWE fold. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's always a good thing to have Johnny wrestling back and performing in the ring. So what was your reaction, Bob, when you saw Johnny Organo tonight on Raw? That was another one. It's like I kind of expected it, um, especially with Triple H, Shawn Michaels in, in charge of everything. Uh, he was one of their hometown grown boys that they, they loved out in NXT. So it's good to see him back on the main roster. Um, you know, he was up there for a little bit of time and then everyone started getting hurt. They brought him and Ciampa up as a tag team. And then, uh, that's when Ciampa got hurt again. So, uh, he kind of got, went back down to NXT and got lost in the shuffle down there before being let go. But, um, yeah, it's definitely great to see him come back where he belongs. I think he was teasing that he wants to go after the money in the back briefcase, uh, from theory. So, um, you know, just to have uh, another fresh face in the company back. Um, you know, Dexter Loomis came out again tonight and kidnapped the Miz. We talked about Hit Row. Um, you know, week by week by week, people are coming back. So it's uh, definitely, like I said, it's, it's an exciting time. And for someone as talented as Johnny Wrestling, I mean, put him in the ring with Ricochet and I'll, I'll give you my money tomorrow. Nice. Yeah, definitely. I would love to see a match between those two. How about you, Adam? What was your reaction to Gargano returning? It's a big get. Um, yeah, that's it's another one of those. Again, um, it's just a lot of uh, reminding me of the the sports world. It's like you got free agents out there, and and you got teams out there competing for for their services, and you're you're interested to see where they end up. With, uh, you know, Gargano is a free agent for for a long time, uh, as you said, his contract expired, and then uh, then he had a baby, so he wanted to spend some time at home with his family. Uh, take some time off, uh, consider his next move. So, uh, as you both mentioned, um, you know, there was rumors of him doing both, uh, going either to AEW or to WWE, and he chose WWE again. Yeah, he's got the, the tight connection with uh, Triple H and Sean, um, you know, and I, I think probably, uh, again, this is speculation as always, but um if if the creative team uh the heads were not triple h and sean uh he'd either maybe still be sitting it out or going elsewhere because yeah. i think the promise of having someone you know and trust in charge and someone who you know appreciates your abilities and what you can contribute to the company uh that's that's a big feather to have in your cap and i think that you know the argument for him in AEW would have been uh, the schedule would have been probably lighter, um, but but uh, the money's probably better for in WWE. And again, um, he has probably a lot more confidence in how he's going to be used. Uh, and the fact that he's on the main roster as a single is is a good sign too. 
Everyone's uh, always talking about how Rod needs more talents. Uh, that's one of the best ones out there. So that's, uh, I, th- I think it's the most significant uh, name uh, that's going to contribute in the future that's that's come back so far. So, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, again, a very good get. It'll be interesting to see uh, what they do with them. And uh, I, I have confidence that, uh, that that they've got plans for him other than just kind of being there like uh, when he was under the McMahon regime. Yeah, I think it's a big deal that he didn't go back to NXT. He's he's returning to the main roster, so they have some plans for him, obviously. And, yeah, if, it, if it's him going up against Theory, that'd be awesome. Like Bob mentioned, if he goes up against a guy like Ricochet, that'd be fucking awesome. Just wrestling in general is better now that mm-hmm. Johnny Gargano's back, I believe. So, yeah, hopefully uh, things look up now that Johnny Gargano's back. So, yeah. Um, what else do we have as far as uh, wrestling news can is concerned. Do you get? Do you guys know anything else? Well, the the click uh, taking over the front office. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, just it came out today that uh, that Jeff Jarrett, um, who was the uh, the WWE vice president of of live events, is no longer in that position. I don't know if he got released or if he left of his own accord. I have no idea, but he is out and. Uh, the road dog is back. Uh, is he replacing Jared or is he in another role? Yep. Okay. Replacing him. Okay. So, so road dog is now ironic, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So road dog is now, um, the head of, or the VP of live events in Jared's place. Um, you know, of course, road dog and triple H from their time back in the DX and whatnot close, are very close. Uh, there were stories there that uh, the reason Road Dog was gone is because Vince didn't really care for him and let him go. Uh, so now the Triple H and Stephanie are running the show. Road Dog has a job again. Uh, <laughs> what do you guys think of this development, uh, if anything? How, how about you, Bob? What, what was your uh, reaction when you saw that Jarrett was out and Road Dog was in? Well, he betrayed Jeff Jarrett again. That's the second time. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> a shady exactly bastard. Exactly what I thought. Um, I mean, you said that uh, him and Triple H go way back. Him and Jeff Jarrett go, you know, they used to they used to do country music festivals together with my baby tonight. That's right. One of the That's top right. country music songs of all time right there. Um, I thought it was funny because you would read the reports, you know, of uh, the road dog coming out and he's begging Tony Khan for a job and, hey, you know, Pick me up, sign me. I could help. I could show you what you guys are missing out on, and and then all of a sudden, here you go. Uh, Jeff Jarrett's gone, and the Road Dog's back in his place. And it's like, well, let's see what Xbox up to, and you know, bring him back. And um, I, I did read today that Ryan Katz was a big guy in the backstage development area for uh, for NXT a while back, and he had gotten let go, and uh, he's magically back today too as well. He also got signed. So he was a big shot for NXT for a while backstage. And now, you know, like you said, Triple H is uh, gathering the troops and getting back to the glory days of what was running really well for NXT. And, you know, let's rally the troops and let's play. Yeah. How about you, Adam? What was your reaction? I thought the same thing. I remember that 
horrific angle where they made Road Dog a single. Uh, but he was, I think, still the roadie. Um, they tried to make him face first. Well, I was the one who really sang with my baby tonight. You know, that was that was a hot angle. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, anyway, um, I mean, it's not surprising. Um, you know, we I'd actually remember asking you guys a few shows back, you know, why is how did Jeff Jarrett get so high in the company so fast? And you guys did astutely point out that he has experience in that area, area with, uh, you know, in TNA all those years doing his own thing, running his own promotion. He had a, another short-lived promotion after that. So, I mean, it wasn't the worst job for him. So it's interesting that uh, just as quick he gets let go and Triple H puts another one of his friends in there. But, um, you know, um, like you said, uh, X-Pac needs uh, maybe to get some folks some coffee and donuts in the morning. And if she could find some for Kevin Nash uh, to do also. And uh, the gang's all there. Uh, I'm sure Scott... Scott Hall is smiling uh, from up above, uh, and all his buddies are uh, running the show. It's just, it's just ironic. I, I, I couldn't help but think too that uh, I wonder what, what, what's going on in Calgary uh, when Bret Hart reads all this news. Like, does he get like insanely pissed about this? This like he did back in the day when the Click were running things, or Shane Douglas, or people like that. Oh no, maybe his, <laughs> maybe his ex-wife is. Who knows? Hunter. Bullshit. Hunter. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. God, this is streaky dune. <laughs> Go back to the hotel room. Have a few laughs. Some few beers. beers. Some bears. A few laughs. Man, she was a little bit. I didn't man. know anything. Anyway. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God, I didn't know anything. Uh, anyway. That's the news for God's been pretty good to Triple H, yeah. I love, actually, as it turns out so far. So <laughs> yeah, well, that's news for this week, gentlemen, and that brings us to the task at hand. We go back to our top ten lists this week, and this week in our top ten list, we have picked our top ten belt championship belts of all time. Now, when we speak of our top ten championship belts, of course. We're talking about the look of the belt, how they're designed, you know, and of course, the better a belt looks, the more kind of prestige that it gives to that championship. Um, you know, there's been plenty of awesome belts that have uh, that have graced professional wrestling through the decades, and there are also some ones that are not so great. Uh, but we're going to weed those out and give you our picks for the top ten championship belts of all time uh bob let's start with you when you were you know once we were going through this topic and we were going through our picks what leapt out to you um looking at the designs of these belts what made you think yes that is definitely one of the best belts of all time what what kind of sticks out in your mind when it comes to a belt uh to make them one of the top 10 um, there was a couple things that I was looking for. Um, the prestige of the belt, you know, how long it's been around, how much it means to hold that belt was, was definitely one of them. Um, one of the ones that stuck out the most was just the way that it looked, uh, the design, the appearance of it. Um, I kind of put myself in a situation where like, if I was a professional wrestler 
and would that be the belt that I would want to go ahead and win and wear and, you know, strut around with? Um, do I want the 24 seven, you know, just gold plated belt that just looks like shit in my opinion, that's a green and, and, you know, just one solid piece of like copper looking thing. Or if I was a woman, would I want the divas belt with the giant butterfly on it? No, I think those look like shit, but there's so many of them that were like, wow, you know, you just first appearance, first glance at them. It's just something that like, okay, yeah, that's a badass looking belt right there. And I definitely want them. Um, so those are things that I would look for. And like I said, just prestige with regards to it. Um, you know, some of them we're definitely going to talk about in a little bit. I know for sure, but, um, yeah, there, there's just certain things that I was looking for with regards to the ones that stuck out the most for me. Yeah. How about you, Adam? Same question. What, what, what leaps out when it comes to a championship belt for you? Yeah, that's a real good point. Um, is it one that, that, uh, you know, if you were a wrestler that you would go after, that's, that's a real good, uh, that's a real good quality. Um, and, and again, yeah, prestige is a good word too. Like, you know, um, you know, this is what every, you know, this is what everybody's fighting for. So, you know, you're not like Bob mentioned with the, <laughs> with the diva belt and stuff like that, or the 24 seven, you know, uh, why are we fighting over that? Or the old hardcore belt, uh, in WWF, uh, WWE with, uh, that was an old, I think it was an old tag belt was broken and put together, you know, it just, you know, you, you know, you think of some of the great world champions over the years and you picture them wearing the belts and, you know, how, how cool it looked and, 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 uh, just, just the overall, it, it, it enhanced the overall presentation of the, of the belt holder. So I was kind of looking at that. And also, uh, a lot of mine turned out, uh, to have, a lot of color, not every single one, but like just, you know, I was kind of looking for, you know, something that popped that way and also just uh, had some unique characteristic to it that set it apart from the others and uh, didn't look the same. Uh, so that's kind of where, I, you know, uniqueness kind of, uh, but in a good way, unique uh, was kind of figured into my decision also. Nice. Well, let's get down to it. Let's give you our top 10 championship belts of all time. Uh, like we do every week, uh, all three of us come up with our own list. Uh, we we have picks 1 through 10, and based on where we have them on our list, are assigned a point value. Once we get our lists in, we compile it all together, and we make our master list. Our master list goes from 10 to 1, uh, and like we do every week, before we get to our number one pick, we will give you our honorable mentions. Those honorable mentions are picks that didn't get enough points to make the top 10, but they did get enough points to at least garner a mention. All right, let's start off our list at number 10 on our top 10 championship belts list. This belt came in with five points, and he got the five points from being number six on Bob's list. It's the IWGP Intercontinental Belt. Bob, this was number six on your list. That's how I got the five points. So tell us about the IWGP Intercontinental Belt. No love for this belt from you, Bond. It missed my list, man. I, I, when I saw that it was on your list, I was like, "Fuck, that's a good pick." But it's, it's one of those ones belt. that just slipped my mind. It's definitely a really, really nice belt. It's the, uh, it's the Intercontinental Championship belt from uh, New Japan Wrestling, and they came out in about 2012. 
and they held it out to about 2021 before it kind of got merged with the uh, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship belt. But it's a um, the cool thing that makes it stand out is uh, it's got a white strap. So a lot of the belts that we look at, or we're going to be talking about it, mostly have those solid black straps. This one has a white strap, and it has a giant gold-plated um, piece in the center with the New Japan Pro Wrestling logo on it. And across of it has the silver letters saying IWGP and Intercontinental Champion. It's got like all these like white um, stones going around it, like the cubic zirconia stones um, that go around it. And just when you look at it, like I said, it's just very, when I see it, I'm like, damn, that's a nice ass looking belt. Like that's be a belt that I would definitely as a wrestler want to challenge for. And I mean, like I said, it was unified with the IWGP Heavyweight Championship in 2021, but it's been held by names like Nakamura, um, Andrade held it, uh, Tanahashi, Kenny Omega, uh, Naito had it, Minoru Suzuki even had it, uh, Jericho, um, uh, Ibushi, and Jay White also had it too before, like I said, it was unified. But just looking at it, when I take a look at it, like I said, it, to me, it's just one of those belts that pop out that I'm like, damn, I definitely like that one a lot. So that's why I put it six on my list because it's uh, one that I thought was just a really nice looking belt. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I, when I saw it was on your list, I'm like, shit, I forgot all about that. But it is a sharp belt. And like you said, um, it kind of takes its cue from the uh, the old WWF intercontinental belt because it has the white strap as opposed to the black one. And that's, you know, it's kind of what sets it apart. Um, you know, it's it's not as big as the uh, the IWGP heavyweight championship that he got merged with, but it's not supposed to be. It's not the bigger belt. Mm-hmm. It's more of a, you know, it's a, it's a lower, lower tier belt, but it's still an important belt. And I think just the way it's designed um, kind of gives you that, you know, that impression that, you know, it's, it's not the high belt, but it's also a belt with its own prestige to it, and it should be mm-hmm. treated seriously. And that's exactly why I agree with you. It should be on this list. I, I'm kicking myself for not including it on mine. So, yeah. How about you, Adam? Anything to add when it comes to the IWGP Intercontinental Belt? Yeah, I agree. Again, I was talking about Unique just a few minutes ago, and yeah, with the white strap that makes it stand out. It's It's got a lot of components of other belts in terms of the gold plating. Um, I do like the Unique um, design also uh, next to the, to the front that go on the sides. Um, it's a very unique uh, looking belt, just like the heavyweight one. Um, so yeah, I, I have no problem with it being on the list either. I'm not as familiar with with uh with it as some of the others but uh yeah it's it's definitely uh fits uh fits the description what we're looking for all right so there we go at number 10 with five points it is the iwgp intercontinental belt all right let's get to number nine on our list number nine has also comes in with five points but it gets a tiebreaker because it was on all three of our lists um, it got the five points from being an honorable mention on my list. It was an honorable mention on Adam's list. And, Bob, you had these belts at number seven. It is the classic WWE Tag Team Championship belts coming in at number nine with five points. Uh, Bob, we'll start with you again. You had these at number seven on your list. Tell us about the classic WWE Tag Team Championship belts. 
I always love these belts, especially when it comes to tag team. Um, these were the ones that were brought out in 1971, and they held them out all the way till 20, uh, 2010. The uh, like I said, they're again they're they're on the solid black strap with the gold plate in the center. They have uh, a like a large eagle um, towards the very top of it, kind of cr- crouched over. And it's standing on top of the globe, which for a lot of the belts, a lot of the belts you'll see there, just a solid gold color with the design. This actually has the globe and, the, the you know, it's the bluest uh, colored in on it. Um, so then you also see uh, the word world is written across the globe in red. Uh, and underneath it, you have black banners. They say tag team wrestling champions that come about it. So it kind of makes it stand out. Um, and, and then the top right corner and the left corner of the belt on the gold part of it, you also see two crowns that are standing out, uh, which I always thought was pretty cool too. And again, just growing up, um, when you thought of tag team wrestling, you know, these are belts that were won by the Blackjacks, the British Bulldogs, the, the Hart Foundation, Demolition, the Legion of Doom, you know, the Harleys, the, the uh, the Hardys, the Dudleys, Edge and Christian, they all wore these belts. And every time I, I see, you know, that classic image of the Legion of Doom and they're holding the WWE tag team titles, those are the titles that pop out to me when I see that picture. Same thing with Demolition. So growing up, those were the tag team titles I was raised on. So that's what always made them pop out for me. That's why I always liked them. Yeah, I love these belts too. It was, it they're iconic. You know, you had all those great tag teams holding them and like you said because they used them from 1971 all the way up until what was it 2010 2010 then they merged them with the wcw tag titles yeah and then they kind of they kind of did their own thing afterwards that's when they started bringing in those spartan looking ones which were ugly as yeah fun. i hate th- those are the ones they still <laughs> use now right yeah oh god i hate they look like pennies but yeah i i really love the this these belts the classic belts they deserve to be uh in the rotation that they were for so long you know for 40 years almost it's you know just the design of it you like you said the big eagle on the top just it i don't know it, it it's the they're sharp looking belts but they're also because they were used for so long there's so much prestige to those belts mm-hmm. and yeah just looking at all those great teams that wore those belts it's yeah definitely deserves to be on this list how about you adam what do you have to say about the classic wwe tag team belts yeah absolutely you guys are right on um this is i um, i'm just double checking my list but this is my favorite tag belt the, the rank the highest uh, on my list anyway um that uh it's subtle but but that that globe in the middle with the blue and the red uh really just makes it stand out and, and pop uh like i was saying earlier and it's got the old elements with the with the winged eagle the crowns are an awesome thing and uh the guy's grappling uh there's there's a symbol of uh guys grappling with the, the old WWF logo on it, uh, the one I'm looking at, it just uh, it's a classy looking belt. And as you guys mentioned, all the great teams that run through uh, WWF during those years, it's you know, and then Bob just mentioning how they how they merged the tag belts, which is stupid. I mean, <laughs> I'm not not a fan of what they're doing with it now. It's it's the only tag belt uh, that that I think of when I think of WWE. Um, I think there's a reason they didn't toy with the formula for a long time. So, uh, 
yeah, I'm right on with you guys. Uh, it's, it's an awesome looking belt. I just, yeah, uh, Demolition is the first team that comes to mind for whatever reason. Uh, whenever uh, I see those belts, that probably because they were tag champs when I first saw them for the first time. Yeah. Well, there you go. At number nine with five points, it is the classic WWE Tag Team Championship belts. All right, let's get to number eight on our list. Number eight comes in with seven points, and it got the seven points from being number four on Adam's list. It's the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship. And, Adam, you specified it's the second-generation World Heavyweight Championship belt you were talking about. So tell us about the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship belt. What I really like about this belt is uh, that it represents uh, a lot of different nations on it. Um, it's got the Canadian flag. It's got the American flag, of course, uh, UK, Japan, Mexico, um, all on the sides uh, of the belt. It's got this black background. Kind of has a variation of a of an eagle, also in gold, as the Ring of Honor logo in black and white. Uh, and then it's got a globe at the very bottom under where it says World Champion. Um, it's just a sharp-looking belt. Like I mentioned, a lot of color, just stands out, looks prestigious. And, and I think because the countries, uh, all the countries that are represented on it, it just uh, it makes Ring of Honor, it gives it legitimacy as a, as a worldwide promotion. Uh, this particular belt, I believe, uh, was started in 2004, and then they changed it in 2010, and I'm just looking at... Some of the past champions, uh, our friend Austin Aries, uh, CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Homicide, Jerry Lynn, uh, Tyler Black, uh, all held the uh, the title uh, during this time uh, when when this belt uh, when this version was around. Uh, yeah, I mean, nothing uh, not hating on the belts that have followed, but uh, out of all of them, uh, this one's my favorite. It just stands out because of all the the color and, and what it represents. It just has a real classy look to it. Um, and uh, again, just like Bob mentioned earlier on the show, it's a, it's a belt uh, that I'd like to hold if I were a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it is a nice belt, you know, and it is a classic belt as far as the history of the ring of honor belts go. Um, you know, Honestly, it's it's not my favorite of the Ring of Honor belts. There's been a ton of Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship belts. They've mm-hmm. had a lot of versions of it. Uh, my version, the one I like, is the one with the gold one, with uh, you know the the newer ROH uh, logo to it. It's got the black kind of circle on the bottom with the ring in it, and it's got the the globes uh, you know on the side panels. I, I think that I, I like that one, but the one you picked, uh, the one with the flags on the side panels and and the and uh, and you know that belt, it is really sharp. And I I, I am a sucker for you know kind of older school championship belts that highlight flags of other countries. I do like those kinds of belts. So yeah, I I, I like your pick. There you go, uh, Bob. What do you have to say about the uh, second generation Ring of Honor championship belt? I, I agree with Adam and you know and you and the fact that you you guys like the way that it pops 
Um, you know, the eagle in the center of it looks cool, and especially with the flags on the side. But uh, same thing with you, like you said, Tony. Um, I was more of a fan of the the, the last design that ROH had uh, before they got bought out, which was uh, the one that you mentioned had the the newer logo uh, in the center in the white with uh, on top of the globe. But it just looked like a fancier championship belt. Um, I'm not too thrilled with the one that they have now that just the giant ROH red letters in the center. Um, that one looks blah to me. Yeah. Um, but, uh, those I've seen here that there's at least five or six belts that they've had with regards to the championship belt. And the one that Adam mentioned and the one that I said that I like, uh, those two stand out the most. So it's a good pick. Yeah. Well, there you go. At number eight on our list with seven points, it's the second generation version of the Ring of Honor Heavyweight Championship belt. All right, let's get to number seven on our list. Number seven comes in with 11 and a half points, and it got the 11 and a half points from being an honorable mention on Adam's list. It was number six on my list, and it was number five on Bob's list. It is the AEW Heavyweight Championship belt. Bob, you had a number five on your list, so let's start with you. What do you have to say about the AEW Heavyweight Championship? Um, I don't. I, I never owned uh, a championship belt. Um, we've always had like the toy plastic ones when we were little. My kids had those too. Uh, but for Father's Day, my brother actually bought me my first ever belt, and it's actually this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be able to hold the actual replica belt and actually see what it looks like, it's just like damn (laughs) this is a nice ass belt uh again uh the big black strap that's on it uh total five plates it's got the large uh, center plate with the giant aew logo in the center it's got the dot the diamond outline uh behind the logo that's popping above the logo you got the big uh, world part written on it underneath the logo you see champion um it has a cool nameplate where it could actually um you know, write the the champion's name on it underneath it, uh, which I always, uh, that's one of the things that I'm kind of a sucker for. I mean, I know you guys mentioned the country flags, but I like where you could actually put like the wrestler's name on it, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, you got the AEW logos on the side plates that uh, pop out there. And um, they, I, I read about it, that it was actually inspired by the Mid-South North American Heavyweight Championship. Uh, which they kind of wanted to base the uh, that design off of, which I thought was kind of cool, especially, you know, going back to old school wrestling that you guys talked about. And, you know, it's it's a newer belt, came out in 2019, so you got only a few people that have held it. But, you know, Jericho, Omega, Moxley, Page, Punk, all holding it. It's just, uh, like I said, when I look at it, and just one that just definitely pops, and uh, being a wrestler nowadays, it's just definitely one that I would be like, damn. I need to wear that one. So I, uh, I definitely like the newer AEW belt that they have. Yeah. It's, it's a sharp ass belt. You know, I remember when they unveiled it was when Bret Hart came out and unveiled it on TV and they showed it. It was like, wow, that, that is, that is a belt. <laughs> you know, it's, I, I, I agree with you, Bob. I love, I love the raised, um, the raised AEW logos that they, you know, in the center and then along the side panels and all that to me, when I first saw it, I was like, it, it, it almost looked a, li- a little bit like uh, the IWGP belt uh, that I, I, but you know, it, in, it looked inspired by it, but um, 
but its own design, which I liked. I didn't know about the Mid South uh, belt that it was inspired by either, but you know that that's that's a cool do- detail too. But you know, it's just a sharp ass belt to me. I, I'm a sucker for like you know huge center plates on on championship belts. This is your main belt. Goddamn, show it off. You know, make it stand out, and that's what, exactly what AEW did uh, with this belt, Adam. Yeah, there's an honorable mention on your list. What do you have to say about the AEW belt? It's got a lot of bling. Yes. Um, that's, <laughs> that's the first thing I noticed uh, when I was doing my research. And, yeah, uh, I actually had the picture up of uh, Bret Hart holding it up, um, which adds a little prestige to it, too. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, everything you guys said. Uh, it, it kind of uh, calls up. It's like a sharper, more modern version of the the big gold belt to me a little bit. It's It's got some elements there that remind me of it, but it's got the modern touches, like you guys said, with the with the logo in the middle. Uh, I agree with Bob on the on the nameplate thing, too. That's cool that you can have your, your name on the belt instead of just, you know, carrying it around uh, without a, a name on it. I think that's a cool thing, too. Um, yeah, um, it's... Again, yeah, uh, and then it, uh, because it's so nice, and, and they spend a lot of time on it. Obviously, I, I think again, uh, when you're presenting your product, when you're presenting something that's relatively new, like AW is, it kind of shows people that that you're serious about it. You know that you're you're here to stay, and and uh, you know you put a lot of thought and, and time and effort into your championship belt. Uh, you know that it's it's a statement. It's going to be a major player in the sought after belt. So. So yeah, it's uh, the only reason I didn't have it higher is just because it's a little newer. But other than that, I got no qualms with it. Nice. All right, so there you go. At number seven on our list with eleven and a half points, it is the AEW Heavyweight Championship belt. All right, let's get to number six on our list. Number six comes in with twelve and a half points. And it got the 12 and a half points from being an honorable mention on Bob's list. And it was number five on both my list and Adam's list. It is the NWA Heavyweight Championship, otherwise known as the 10 Pounds of Gold. Yeah, I love this belt. This is when it comes to like classic championship belts. You can't get any better as far as I'm concerned than the 10 pounds of gold. Like I said, I'm a sucker for for flags on, you know, like countries' <laughs> flags on belts. You have that with the 10 pounds of gold. And then, you know, just to think of how many, how many badass wrestlers held this belt. You know, you had, you know... All, all these great NWA championships or NWA uh, wrestlers holding this belt, going back to, like, you know, um, Luthez and, you know, guys of that age all the way up to, to uh, you know, Harley Race and the, the Funk Brothers and, you know, Ric Flair all these guys, Dusty Rhodes, all of them wearing the, this 10 pounds of gold. And it's, you know, just it's simplicity, but it also is, it just harkens back to an age where, you know, you know, you just look at that belt and you're like, wow, it just, that just screams wrestling history. 
And I, you know, I, I just love the look of this belt. And that's why I had it at number five on my list. Uh, Bob, or uh, Adam, you also had it at number five on your list. What do you have to say about the 10 pounds of gold? Yeah, you, you hit it pretty well right on the head. Just the, you and I are of the similar mindset, um, just in terms of, uh, yes, first of all, the history. The fact that it's been around since 1948, that's just, that's just fucking cool. I mean, um, and then the fact that, uh, again, I'm a sucker for the flags, just like you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, <laughs> you call it a world championship belt. Uh, it should just be limited to the United States, even if the the promotion is based there. You know, you got wrestlers from Japan, you got wrestlers from Mexico, all over the globe. So it truly is a world title. Uh, so I, I, just the prestige that it holds, and uh, you know, again, even today, it's it's still being used, which I think is is really cool. I, I, it still blows my mind that Trevor Murdoch is the current NWA champion. But uh, yeah, wasn't he a, in a tag team in WWE mm-hmm. a million years ago? Yes, he was. But I mean, you can have guys like Nick Aldis and stuff who who held it recently. But uh, yeah, just just that lineage and, and and that history and the fact that even though you know NWA obviously spawned at the WCW down the line, but uh, the fact that the belt has survived and it, it, it's still a thing uh, is is really cool. So. Yeah, uh, I'm glad, uh, glad great minds think alike on this pick. Yeah. How about you, Bob? You had the 10 pounds of gold as an honorable mention. What do you have to say about it? I liked it. Um, I, I like how, especially when we were talking a couple couple minutes ago about how the country flags are on there. This is the one that always popped out to me with regards to it. Uh, when you're thinking about the prestige of a belt, this is the one that I mentioned during the beginning of the show. Um you know, the, the, just like, like you guys said, it was established in 1948, you know, as a belt and it's been defended everywhere. You know, the WWE, uh, when it was worldwide wrestling federation, all Japan, new Japan, TNA ring of honor. This is the belt that Shane Douglas threw in the trash, uh, and ECW when he, when ECW made their stand, um, this is the belt that was just thrown in the trash by him. Uh, so it's just, you know, it's, it's just a very, very prestigious belt. But like you said, um, kind of throws me off the Trevor, Mur- Trevor Murdoch, like you guys mentioned, as a champion, or Tim Storm, who's another one. It's just like, I've seen him wrestle. He's not the greatest. Your boy Dan Severn held his belt for a while, Tony. Um, oh, yeah. So, so and it's then just... He uh, <laughs> and then he talked. But um, I think the reason I, I put it down on, on my, my list is just when I look at it, the, the thing that just turns me off about it is that giant big globe in the center. Uh, there's just something about it when I look at that. I'm like, eh, you know. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I see that, and I just see the two black plates to the side of it. It just, I know the prestigious of the belt, and you know how um, important it is to wrestling. But when I look at that belt and I see it, it's just like, oh, okay, you know, that's the ten pounds of gold, and that's about it. I just move on. But that's the only reason why I have it uh, so so low on my list. But definitely a good belt to talk about. Yeah. All right. Well, there we go. At number six on our list, it is the NWA Heavyweight Championship, better known as the 10 Pounds of Gold, coming in with 12 and a half points. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. All right, let's get to number five on our list. We are now in the top five. And at number five, it comes in with 14 points. 
and he got the 14 points from being number eight on Adam's list. It was number seven on my list. And, Bob, you had it at number four on your list. It is what we feel is the classic version of the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Bob, you had it at number four, so let's get to you. What do you have to say about the WWE Intercontinental title? I love this belt. Um, I know we're probably going to talk about another belt later on, but to me, this was probably two of the top belts that were out there um, that just popped the most for me. Um, Just one of the most memorable versions of the belt that they had. Um, It came out in 88 and ran all the way to about 98. Um, Again, they just had the the black solid strap, had the gold-plated belt in the center of it. it. It just... You had the uh, the giant center part there with the WWE logo etched on the top of it. Originally, it was red, um, which which is funny because I'll mention something about that in a little bit. But eventually, it turns to uh, they they got rid of the red and they did just just a, a solid gold WWEF logo on the top of it above the blue globe, and you got the top black border saying Intercontinental, the bottom black border saying Heavyweight Wrestling Championship. Um, this is a belt that, uh, was big during the Hulkamania golden age WWF, uh, era. Uh, we talked about in the past how the intercontinental title was the, uh, the workers title. That's what people always considered it as. So it was during this time, especially with this belt, when you had some of the best workers carrying it, um, you know, it was on the solid black strap that we talked about earlier, but the warrior, when he, he won it, he changed it to the yellow strap. Uh, Shawn Michaels had the white, and he also had the baby blue strap. Uh, Goldust even turned it gold. Um, you know, but when we're talking about workers that carried this belt during that era, you know, Rick Rude, uh, Mr. Perfect, Bret Hart, uh, Triple H, Steve Austin, and then The Rock ended up debuting the new one later on in 98. Even our boy Macho Man had it when it had the giant red, red letters on it, and he was trying to uh, polish the belt. And when he polished it, he smeared all the red lettering off and uh, <laughs> fucked it up. Because uh, he was mm. using Brasso to, to polish the belt. So when he did that, he, he smeared off the red. So they had to redo the belt and uh, make it a solid gold piece with the WWE logo on it. Because there's there's some of them that you will see the Macho Man has the belt. And it's got the WWF logo uh, in red. And uh, he, he smeared that off, which I thought was hilarious. But um, yeah, this was always definitely going to be one of my favorite all-time belts. I mean, just the matches that were held over this belt are prestigious as well. So... Um. Yeah, definitely high up on my list is the IC belt. Yeah, man, I, I I love the IC belt. You know the old the old like you said this this ran from about eighty eight to ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just there's I don't know which one which version I like better. If I like the black strap or the white strap, those to me the white pops. Yeah, the white mm-hmm. does pop. It sets it apart. I agree. You know, um. The yellow one that the that the warrior had wasn't really a fan of it, um, but yeah, that white strap was that was sharp. That was that was sharp. Um, but the black strap's just as you know, just as great too. It's just I, I I love the design, like you said, with the globe in the middle. You know the the side panels with the you know with the guys wrestling in it, and you know it, it's just. In a lot of in a lot of federations, this would be a great looking heavyweight championship belt. But you know, 
in WWE, this was their, you know, a little bit of the lower tier. But you know, like you said, it was the workman's belt. It was it was the belt that, uh, you know, was getting defended more than just like once every three months, brother. Um, so it was, you know, it's a great belt. Bring, brings back a lot of memories. Yeah, I love the IC belt. So, yeah, I'm glad it's at number five on this list. How about you, Adam? You had the IC belt at number eight on your list. What do you have to say about it? Yeah, I agree. The white version is my favorite. It just made it unique back then, um, and it helped set it apart from the heavyweight belt. But Tony just hit on a really good point about um, it was so sharp that, it, you know, it was, you know, it was the secondary belt, but it but it it was almost on the same level as as the. It was so sharp; it was almost on the same level as the world title at the time, which is which is crazy. But uh, good on the designers of it. Um, yeah, as, as mentioned already, just uh, the amount of matches had over it. Uh, it being the workman's belt, yeah, that that. Uh, lends itself to a lot of great history in itself. You know, WrestleMania three, Savage and Steamboat first off, Piper and and uh Bret Hart at WrestleMania seven. Uh, you know, Mr. Perfect defending the belt. Just uh so many great memories of of uh of the title holders. And again, it just it was it was unique looking, uh, it was sharp. Um, it was kinda like the tag belt that that globe made it pop, but it, it looked even more um uh, sharp and and uh prestigious looking um so yeah again uh wwe's uh designs back then just top notch another example there yeah so there you go at number five on our list coming in with 14 points it is the wwe intercontinental championship all right let's get to number four on our list number four comes in with 17 points and he got the 17 points from being number nine on Bob's list, number four on my list, and number three on Adam's list. It's a newer belt, but goddamn is it sharp. It is the NXT UK Championship coming in at number four with 17 points. Adam, you had this at number three on your list, so we'll start with you. Tell us about the NXT UK Championship. Yeah, I just uh, you know happened you know when you when you gave us the topic, um, you know I just randomly looked at at a bunch of belts and uh, the, like you said, damn, 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 was it sharp? <laughs> I just said, holy shit! I, you know, honestly, I hadn't I've, I've heard of it, but I hadn't really seen it before. Uh, both both the men and women's belts, uh, just extremely. I mean, they just they grab your attention big time. Um, the men's belt, uh, has a black strap. Um, and in the center, you've got, uh, you've got of the WWE logo in red and black. You've got a lion on one side and a, and a horse on the other. Uh, it's got a crown and a castle at the top of the WWE logo. Um, it's got silver and, and red and black on the side panels. It just, it just stands out. It just is a badass looking title. That's about all I can say. If you don't know what it looks like, uh, just, just look it up if, after, uh, you're done listening to the show, uh, the women's title, just the sharp, uh, that's got a white, uh, white backing and it's got the same concept. Uh, just, uh, again, it's, it's white belt, but, I mean, just extremely colorful. Uh, it's very, you know, 
because it's the UK, of course, it's pardon the pun. It's very regal looking. Um, you know, it just is a awesome looking belt. Uh, that's about all I can really say. Uh, folks like uh, Walter, uh, now Gunther, of course, Ilya Dragunov, Tyler Bate, uh, some of the guys who've worn the belt on the men, the men's side. Um, just looking at it, it's just all I can really say is just it's a, it's it's a badass looking belt. It's it's the best belt out there, I think, current. Um, really, that's that's why it's so high on my list. Yeah, it's a sharp looking belt. I mean, you got like you said it, that center that center uh, plate that it kind of looks like a royal crest, you know, like mm-hmm. an old school royal crest, and it's. It, it looks European, you know, it looks like something you would see on a flag um, in some battlefield out in Europe in the four, in the 1400s. It, it looks cool as shit. And it, it kind of takes its inspiration a little bit from the current WWE championship and the way it's got like the diamonds around the, the, the main, the main plate in the center, you know, and it's got the, the side panels that have the, uh, you know, it's got the diamonds around that as well. It's, but it's just, man, that center, that center panel with the lion and the horse and the, you know, the castle and everything. It's just, man, whoever designed that belt deserves a fucking raise. That's, that's, that's some designing right there. So yeah, that's why I had it at number four on my list. Uh, Bob, you had the NXT UK um, belt at number nine on your list. What do you have to say about it? Like you guys said, I really like the way that it looks. What what stands out to me the most is just how the red pops on it. Um, it's it's a solid black belt, and it's got the you know the black uh, all all throughout it. But the way that that red just pops out in the center and on the side pieces too, it just like makes it stand out to me. I really like it a lot with regards to that. Um, also, those WWE logos on the side; those are other things that can re- replace with the logo of you know the current wrestler holding it. And since it's so new, I mean, it just came out in 2020. Uh, you know, like Adam said, you only had three people holding it so far with Walter having the stranglehold on it for such a long time. But it's it's just a really, really nice looking belt with regards to just uh, the way a lot of the belts are today. Yeah. So there you go. At number four on our list, it is the NXT UK championship belt coming in with 17 points. All right. We're in the top three now. Let's get to number three on our list. Number three comes in with 21 points, and it got the 21 points from being number seven on my list. It was number six on Adam's list, and Bob, you had it at number three on your list. It is the fourth version, the fourth generation of the IWGP Heavyweight Championship belt. Bob, you had this at number three on your list, so let's start with you. Tell us about the IWGP Heavyweight Championship belt. This is another one that I just, when I see it, just it pops out so much to me. I really like it a lot. Um, again, there's the, um, it's just a solid plate of gold right in the middle mixed in with the uh, silver along with it. Uh, I really like how New Japan does their um, their logo, with the lion's head at the very top of it. Um then you have like a circular um, round area of just silver with 
gold plates in the center, those things. Um, you got two banners, one on the top, one on the bottom. The top one says it's a gold banner. It says heavyweight and written in silver. And on the bottom, the banner says champion written in silver. And then you got the globe, which is in gold and silver, and the, the IWGP uh, letters popping on the sides. What I like about this one, too, again, it's a solid black belt. But you could see on the side of it the, the name plates. Uh, that are on there and we talked about earlier how like we just talked about right now the uh the side plates for the the uk belt put the logos of um of the wrestlers who are currently holding it the cool thing about this iwgp heavyweight championship is uh those plates on the side you could they actually engrave the winner of every plate uh, of every person who has held the belt um there's a right side to it and there's a left side to it on the left side, it holds every single odd winner of the belt. First one person being whoever hold it, Antonio Noki. When you go over to um, the right side, it holds every name of every even-numbered winner that has ever held the belt. So everyone who holds it, their name is engraved. If you're the fourth champion, you're on the right side. If you're the seventh champion, you're on the left side. And it goes back and forth like that, which I thought was cool. And then again, you know, just such a prestigious belt when it comes to Japanese professional wrestling. Uh, Obushi, Okada, Naito, uh, White, Tanahashi, Kenny Omega, AJ Styles, Nakamura have all held this version of the belt. Because this is the version that was introduced in 2008. But um, yeah, what I really like about it is just the way that it pops out, especially because it's so eye-catching. You've had it from 2008 until 2021, where the recently they just came out with a newer version of it. But this is the one that just stands out to me. The newer version, I don't like it so much if you take a look at that one. Yeah, like you said, that, that newer version was the one where they, they rolled in the uh, IC belt into it. And it's, yeah, not a big fan of that one. No, me neither. But yeah, oh, well, Adam, you had this at number six on your list. How about your take on this generation of the IWGP championship? The, the thing that really stood out to me about this one uh, was, was those side panels that Bob was just talking about. Uh, that really, really makes it unique. Uh, I can't think of another belt like that. Uh, it kind of brings me to the you know, Stanley Cup, as you hockey fans out there know, it's been around forever. But, you know, every year you add the names to that list of who won the Cup, and it just, you know, keeps going up and up. That's kind of what that reminds me of. So that's a really neat touch to have the past champions all over it. Uh, that just that just gives a uh, not not to make another pun, but it adds a lot of weight to it. It just it, it makes the championship that much more important because the current title holders holding it, uh, you know, alongside all these other great wrestlers who've who've held it. Um, yeah, it's it's not as colorful as some of some of the others we've talked about, but there's some there's some red in there too. I love the lion at the top, like Bob mentioned. Uh, and it's a nice mix of of silver and gold, and it's just it's really classy looking. It's got kind of an old school feel, but also uh, more modern. And yeah, I agree. This is the belt they should still be using. Yeah, I like. I'm glad that you mentioned that, Adam. The the or YouTube Bob the the nameplates on the side, and like you said, Adam, it it, it lets you it, it brings the Stanley Cup to mind. A lot of people have called this the Stanley Cup of championship belts. Um, it, it's just an awesome design. Like I said, j- just to honor its history by putting all those names on the belt, and 
yeah, everything you guys have said about the design. I, I like how they have the little pops of red there to kind of bring in some color. It's it's just a badass belt. I, I love this this version of the IWGP belt. And yeah, it deserves to be at number at number three on our list. That's exactly where it's at. Number three on our list with twenty one points. It is the IWGP heavyweight championship belt, the fourth generation belt. Like Bob said, that ran from about 2008 to 2021. All right, let's get to number two on our list, the penultimate pick. This pick comes in at 28 points, and it got the 28 points from being number two on both mine and Adam's list. And, Bob, this was your number one pick. It is the NWA slash WCW championship, better known as the Big Gold Belt, coming in at 28 points. Bob, this was your top pick, so let's start with you. Tell us about the Big Gold Belt. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. To me, that's what a professional wrestling heavyweight championship belt should look like. Um, that's another one that has spanned. We talked about the big gold, uh, the, the 10 pounds of gold earlier. I mean, this one's been representing the NWA, WCW, WWE. Um, I just see it and it's just, damn, <laughs> you know, the big gold center plate. You got the rubies around the, uh, the, the, the borders of it. Um, then just one of those belts. I mean, we talked about earlier, the 10 pounds of gold. Again, I come back to it. You say all the prestigious people that have held it. I instantly think Ric Flair, greatest heavyweight champion of professional wrestling of all time. And just thinking of him, you know, having this strap wrapped around him, you know, in the late 80s, 86, 87. Um, one of the first championship belts, again, to get the custom nameplate on it. It was not a lot of belts weren't doing that at that time. Ric Flair owned it, so he went out and got it done. Um, you know, and this was the belt that when Ted Turner purchases it from Crockett, he brings it over with him. And then Flair ends up leaving. And what's he do? He takes the belt with him. Uh, he leaves WCW. He goes over to WWE and he got the, you know, the big gold belt in, in arms. And it's just like, damn, <laughs> you know, the, the, again, it's just a beautiful belt there. And then eventually he comes back and um, brings the belt with him. And, and when he comes on back, you know, they, they kind of merge it with their international world heavyweight championship that they had. And again, they, they have it defended there. But you just think of the the prestigious wrestlers that have held that, you know, Sting, we always talk about uh, Vader, whole, uh, you know, when he was champ, Hogan, Savage, Goldberg, uh, Benoit, you know, Booker T being one of the last ones to hold it. To me, I, I know what we're going to talk about, number one now, but this, when I when I look at both of them, it was a tough choice between both of them for me, but when I look at it, that's just the one that's just more eye-appealing. Like, I have to have that around my waist if I'm going to be a champion. So I love me some big gold belt. Yeah. I love the big gold belt, too. I, I remember the first time I saw it, I was just mesmerized at how huge mm-hmm. that center plate is. It's like a fucking hubcap <laughs> thing, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's, and, and you know, it, I was just like, wow, that is, that is the biggest belt I've ever seen in my life. And it's, it's awesome because it makes that belt feel ultra special, you know, when you look at a thing like the 10 pounds of gold, while it's an awesome belt, it's compared to this thing, it's 
fucking tiny. You know, it's like a pinky ring compared to mm-hmm. to the big gold belt. The big gold belt is just like that's just Ric Flair swinging his dick out, saying, "I'm the champ." And this is the belt that I'm going to carry around with. When you see this belt, this is what, you know, this makes me the champion. And, yeah, just looking at this belt, just, the, you know, the, the the details in that huge center, that huge center uh, panel and, you know, the side panels. It's just, it's, it's a beautiful belt. It's, it's breathtaking, actually. But it's like, there was just one belt. I that I just you know I thought was you know kind of uh it took the um it took the top for me but this this big gold belt is not far off like I said this was number two on my list and it was it's it, and it's a it's a it to me it's a close vote you know the the number one that I had is not far above this big gold belt so. Yeah, I had it at number two on my list. Adam, you also had it at number two. What do you have to say about the big gold belt? Yeah, I ping-ponged a couple times um, on on my one and two as well, um, just because this belt, yeah. Uh, someone used the word special. Um, that's uh, that's That was the perfect word for it. Uh, I, yeah, I remember seeing it, uh, having a similar reaction as Tony when I saw Ric Flair wearing it in the 80s and going, at Sting also, and just going, holy shit, that's a huge belt. Um, again, it just it just had this, again, going, using the same word over and over, but it had a very regal appearance. It, it was it was the real deal. It was, it was something, like Bob said, it's a, a belt you wanted to walk around wearing. Um, and... I'm glad Bob mentioned uh, Ric Flair uh, bringing it over to the WWF with him because that was one of the biggest holy shit moments on TV. Uh, I remember Bobby Heenan holding it up on Wrestling Challenge and uh, saying, uh, you know, you recognize this belt? And I'm like, yeah, I do. Why are you holding it? It's Ric Flair's belt, Bobby. Is he coming? Is he coming? You know, I just I remember just the degree of excitement it brought because that belt was so closely associated with them you know back then there was no internet there's i mean there were dirt sheets but we didn't have access to them so you didn't know what was going on behind the scenes uh that rick flair was on the way and the way he paraded around with it calling it the real world's championship uh saying it was inferior to hogan's belt uh bobby heenan going ice cream the horse manure that was that was great comparison uh just uh yeah it was it was it, it was the gold standard, uh, you know. And then again, um, when they made it an international title, I thought that was cool too to keep it around. Um, they had guys like Rick Rude have it. Uh, Flair, of course, had it. Sting had it. Um, just uh, yeah, just a great looking title. Um, and they, they they even kind of reincarnated it with the uh, WWF Heavyweight Title for a while there too. So, uh, yeah, I think it's one of the most identifiable belts out there. Serves its spot uh, where it is. Uh, like Tony, I just I had one that that uh, tugged at my heartstrings a little more. Yeah. Yeah, they called it the World Heavyweight Championship in WWE when it was there. But we all know it as the Big Gold Belt. And that's coming in at number two with 28 points. 
All right. Well, that brings us to number one. But before we do that, like I said at the top of the show, let's give you our honorable mentions. These are picks that didn't get enough pick, get, didn't get enough points to make the top ten, but did get enough points to at least garner a mention. Let's start with number eleven. Our first honorable mention comes in with four points, and it got the four points from being number seven on Adam's list. It is the WWE's version of the United States Championship belt. Adam, you had this at number seven on your list, so tell us about the WWE's version of the United States Championship. Again, I'm, well, I'm a sucker for, you know, just like we're talking about with the flags, uh, I'm a sucker for for a lot of color in in a championship belt. So uh, this is one of the updated titles that I thought uh, WWE got right. Uh, you know, when they, when they changed that, um, let's see, it was established in 2003 after, uh, after of course WCW closed and, and, uh, they revived the belt. Uh, it's still around. It's got a different design now, but, uh, the design that I'm talking about, uh, you know, Lex Luger would, uh, be very proud of it. It's uh, red, white, and blue all over. Mm-hmm. It's got the stars and stripes on the front. Um, WWE logo at the top, United States champion in black in the center. Uh, there's a nameplate for the title holder. Side panels have the Statue of Liberty on it and uh, an eagle on, on either side. Again, it's just, just because it's uh, of its colors and, and the way it pops, uh, it just uh, was a standout to me. Uh, again, I'm not a huge fan of a lot of the updated belts, but this one, uh, this one caught my eye. Uh, guys like Eddie Guerrero, The Big Show, my friend John Cena, uh, Booker T, uh, Benoit, to name a few, uh, all held this title. So, uh, so yeah, it was a, I thought, a pretty good update on a concept uh, from the uh, NWA WCW days. Yeah. Well, there you go. Our first honorable mention at number. 11 with four points it is the wwf or wwe version of the u.s title at number 12 coming in with three points getting its three points from being an honorable mention on both my list and bob's list and it was number nine on adam's list it is another united states championship belt but this time it is the nwa slash wcw version of the United States Championship, the one that the WWE integrated into its uh, federation after the merger. So, let's see. Adam, again, let's start with you. You had a number nine on your list. Tell us about the NWA slash WCW United States Championship. This one, uh, again, uh, it was NWA WCW days and... Uh, you know, it's compared. It, it, it's it's definitely old school looking, but but I think uh, it's got a nice quality to it. It's 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 old school, but it, it's still colorful and represents a lot of great history uh, with this title. Um, a lot of gold on on the front plate, uh, and it's, it's NWA at the top. Uh, it's got red, white, and blue on it too. Uh, it says United States Heavyweight Wrestling Champion banners are in red. There's a blue uh, outline of the of the United States and the flag. 
on the side panels. There's the United States logo with NWA over it and uh, two guys wrestling on the side. Uh, for its time, um, it definitely popped. Um, I believe it was uh, stated in 1975, and I think until it, WCW closed. So guys like Harley Race, Ric Flair, Terry Funk, Ricky Steamboat, uh, just to name a few, uh, held this belt, and it was the uh, it was the you know WCW slash NWA version of the uh, Intercontinental Title. Um, again, uh, a decent looking belt uh, that that uh, a lot of great competitors wore. So that's why I have it at number nine. Yeah, I had as an honorable mention. I, I really like the older one, the N, the uh, NWA version, like you said, Adam, with the red banner. Uh, with the United States Heavyweight Champ Heavyweight Wrestling Championship, the banner on it, and you know it had two versions. There was the one with the black strap. I really liked the one with the red strap on it because it really made the the red banner kind of stand out and pop in its own way. But um, yeah, I like that older version. I even like the WCW version, which was a little bit newer. Um, but uh, that one, the WCW version. Um, differentiated itself from the uh, from the NWA version because it was it had the gold plate, uh, the gold center plate, but it had the 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 outline of the United States in red, white, and blue, and they had the black banner on the bottom. I like that version too. I just like the WC or the NWA version a little bit better. Um, like I said, that just the red in the banners just made that belt pop to me, and um. Yeah, I, I, that's why I had it as uh, an honorable mention. I mean, it was just a sharp-looking belt. Uh, Bob, you also had this as an honorable mention. What do you have to say about it? I like the. Uh, I went the opposite of you guys. I like the the black strapped one, the one that WCW came up with. Um, because if you remember the the one that was red striped that you guys liked, Nikita Koloff destroyed it. He stole yeah, it from Lex true. Luger. He stole it from Luger and he destroyed it, and that's what Lex Luger gets that dirty bastard. So he uh, he destroyed his belt, and I like this black one that came out. Um, again, like you mentioned, the, the the way that the flag comes out with the colors just made it pop for me, and I was always a big fan of that one. Um, but definitely a good belt to talk about. Yeah. So there we go. At number 12 on our list with three points, our second honorable mention, it is the NWA slash WCW version of the United States Championship. All right. Let's get to number twelve or number thirteen on our list. Our third honorable mention comes in with three points as well, but uh it's lower on the thing because it only came in on my list. It was number eight on my list. It is the NXT championship coming in at number thirteen with three points. Um I'm a sucker for the NXT championship, man. It's just it's it's a cool looking belt, you know. You have NXT on the belt itself, you know. You have the small N and the small T on the on the on the sides, but you have that huge fucking X in the middle there. Uh, I just think it's a sharp ass looking belt. Um, they they made a newer version of it. Uh, the old version, you know, really emphasized the X. Um, it made it it actually kind of cut out the X to make it like that centerpiece was kind of X shaped, but their newer version is more of a classic style belt. It still has the small N, small T big ass X in the middle, but it's in a more 
um, conventional center plate as far as a belt goes. But even still, I think it's a sharp-ass belt. You know, you have just the design of it. You have the nameplate um, as well. And then, you know, the side panels are awesome. And then it's, you know, that N- NXT just, you know, it's it's just cool as hell. You know, I, I of course, I'm talking more about the, the black and gold one. The newer one, you know, it has all the the weird colors to it. I'm not a huge cha- I'm not a huge uh, fan of that one. It's got like the red and the blue with the white and all that. I, you know, they're they're still they're going with that 2.0 kind of feel to it. I'm not a huge fan of that one. I'm talking about the NXT classic black and gold version. Um, I I just think it's a sharp ass belt. So. Yeah, that's why I had it at number eight on my list, and that's why it comes in with three points at number 13. All right, let's get to number 14 on our list. Our fourth on our fourth honorable mention also came in with three points, and it got the three points from being number eight on Bob's list. It is the NWA Women's Tag Team Belts coming in with three points. Bob, tell us about the NWA Women's Tag Team Belts. Sorry, what number was it on my thing? It was I'm number uh, eight on your list. Number eight. It's okay. Oh, it's not the women's tag team. It's the uh, world championship. That's why I was like, I didn't think I put the women's tag team belt on there. Are you sure? Yes. NWA World's Women Championship belt. Oh, NWA World. Okay, I'm sorry. Yes. No problem. Okay. Um, the NWA World's Women Championship. I love this belt. It's uh, It came out in 2019, and it's still used to present day. Um, if you look at it, this one is just a solid silver pl- uh, plate. It's not gold like the other ones. This one's a solid silver one, and it's actually on top of like a, a silver slash gray strap, uh, which makes it pop out even more. It's got the old school NWA logos uh, on the side of each plate. The top banner says National Wrestling Alliance. The bottom says Women's World Champion. You got the red gems along the outside with the center portion. And what I really like about it is if you look at the belt, it's got a center portion where you could actually insert the picture of the wrestler holding it, which kind of stands out compared to a lot of belts because none of them really do that. Um, It does also have the number 1948 written above it to establish the beginnings of the belt, which I thought was really cool, especially, you know, when we were talking about prestigious belts. And this is a newer belt. This came out in 2019, so it's only been held recently by Camille, uh, but also Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa have been holding it. So that's why I put it higher on my list, because when I saw it, I was like, damn, that belt pops nice, you know. Uh, So I'm glad we got to talk about it. Yeah, so here we go. At number 14, our fourth honorable mention with three points, it is the NWA World Women's Championship. All right, let's get to our last honorable mention here. Coming in at number 15, our fifth honorable mention comes in with two and a half points, and it got the two and a half points from being number or an honorable mention on Adam's list, and it was number nine on my list. It is the WWE World Heavyweight Championship belt that was used during the Attitude Era, also known as the, I think they call it like the, the Big, the big Wing Eagle. The Eagle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just a, you know, it's it kind of, it, it takes off on the on the Winged Eagle belt, uh, but it's, it's, you know, it's different. It, it looks, here, let me, let me bring it up here a little bit because I have it 
uh, one second. Yeah, the Attitude Era Winged Eagle Belt. It's um, I like it because it takes its inspiration from uh, the Winged Eagle Belt, but it makes it its own and it just brings it into the new era. It's got a bigger, like a rounder plate. It's got the the blue globe in the middle with uh, you know, the gold countries. It's got you know the way you know the it. Of course, the eagle, you know, at the top. The it, it takes all the hallmarks of that prior championship and moves it into a new era. Um, I just thought it was a really sharp, belt, sharp looking belt. I, I kind of, I didn't like that they took away the winged eagle belt because, like, we'll talk about later. Uh, I think that's the best belt in wrestling history, but they didn't do what like I what New Japan did and replace it with some kind of fucking. I don't know what the hell that thing is. They at least replaced it with a nice looking belt. And that's why I had uh, the, the attitude era winged Eagle belt on my list at number nine, Adam, you had as an honorable mention. What do you have to say about this one? Yeah, it looks sharp. Um, I agree with what you just said. Um, not as good as the original winged Eagle, but um, I'm glad they kind of, you know, didn't, do a complete 180. They uh, they they did some tie to the past and and updated it for for more modern times. Um, you know, it's still a it's still a pretty cool looking belt. It still kind of carries the uh, you know old school a little bit, but it's updated. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the world the, how the title looks today. It's, this one's much better. Um, so it's. It's a step down, but it's but it's it's still nice looking and uh, it uh, kind of continues the lineage and the tradition. So that's pretty cool. That's why it is an honorable mention. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. At number fifteen, our last honorable mention. It is the Attitude Era Winged Eagle Belt. All right. Well, that brings us to number one on our list, and at number one. Comes in with 29 points, and it got the 29 points from being number two on Bob's list, and it was the top pick of both Adam and I. It is the WWE Winged Eagle Belt. Adam, let's start with you. This was your top pick. Tell us about the Winged Eagle Belt. I'm laughing because uh, you know, I, I, I sent you my list on Sunday, uh, and it was either Saturday or Sunday, uh, just something, you know, you scroll through your phone on Facebook and you see video clips. Well, I had a clip, uh, that I saw Bret Hart opening up, uh, a package or, or, uh, and it was the winged Eagle belt and Brett in his imitable sunny disposition style goes, this is a replica of, uh, the winged Eagle belt. It's, it's a beautiful belt. I don't know why the hell they ever got rid of it. <laughs> it should still be the championship belt. I'm just like uh, Brett is just so good at being so cranky and crotchety. I'm waiting for him to have a shotgun and tell someone to get off his lawn. Yeah. Um, but I agree with them in this case. Um, yeah. this is, well, this is like, like CM Punk says, Bret Hart's always right. That's right. Well, I can see where the, some of the similarities may come in. <laughs> um, just, just as we were talking um, about the big gold belt, this belt is is loaded with gold too. Um, I just, I just dig that eagle design. Um, 
you know, again, it gets me in the, in the America feels, uh, just, uh, again, we just talked about the, the, uh, the one that, that followed it and it's cool looking, but this is the standard bearer. It just, it just really sticks out to you. And right above it, you've got the blue globe. Um, and it's just a really cool looking belt. Uh, and it's got gold side panels also with the W old school WWF Federation logo. I, I, that that's my favorite wrestling logo ever. I don't know if anything will ever eclipse it. Um, so it's just, just really sharp looking. Um, you know, you think of the title holders, uh, I'm looking at the history here. It looks like around 1988, uh, it, this design came along and you got, of course, Hulk Hogan held the belt, uh, Macho Man, Randy Savage, Bret Hart, uh, Shawn Michaels, uh, just so many of the great champions of the of the Federation era going into the new generation till till about the Attitude Era. Just that was the peak years of WWF as far as a lot of people are concerned, and and that was the prize everybody was after. Um, and again, uh, I can remember many times being bored in school and and trying to uh, recreate that belt on a piece of notebook paper. That's I probably should have been paying more attention in school, but tough shit. Um, <laughs> This was more important. Um, I was a W. I always say, grew up a WWF kid, and this was the belt uh, that everyone was after. And this is the belt I wanted to wear, like uh, like the Hulkster, or the Warrior, or, or so many other great competitors. So um, that's uh, I went with uh, with my heart, and that's why it's my number one. Yeah, like like you said, it's, it, it has a soft spot in my heart because it's the belt that was there in my my more formidable years as a wrestling fan, as a kid. You know, I always look at the the winged eagle and like that's Hogan's belt. You know, that's mm-hmm. even though more than just Hogan wore that belt, more a lot more. You know, I always look at the winged eagle as Hogan's belt. You know, it's just that's the memory I have when I see the winged eagle. It's always around Hogan's waist, but you know, it, it's just a, it's just a classic looking belt. It's, you know, it's got, um, you know, like you said, the the glow, the blue globe at the center, just the writing on the ba- on the banners. You know, it's just classical, kind of like Art Deco style, and then just the eagle. And those wings, I mean, you call it the winged eagle belt for a reason because that eagle is just sticks out so well in that belt, in that center panel. And then, like, the side panels, too, are really sharp. Everything about this belt, it's just like, that's just a cool-looking wrestling belt, man. That's something that, you know, I I, I don't want to be crotchety like Bret Hart, but I, part of me kind of agrees. It's like, what was wrong with this belt? Why did they get rid of it, you know? I would definitely prefer it over the, the belts they have now. You know, I, I know those belts have, like, diamonds and shit in them, but it's this belt, I don't know, man. There's just something about it where it, it's like when I think of a wrestling championship belt, this is the first belt I think of is the Winged Eagle belt. So, yeah, that's why I had it at number one. Uh, Bob, you had it at number two on your list. What do you have to say about the Winged Eagle belt? Again, you guys mentioned everything about it. Um, why I liked it too. Again, to me, just it, it was it was the one B to my one A for the big gold belt. They were very very similar. It was a toss up. You know, I could go back and forth, but 
Uh, just like I said, when you look at both uh, belts, the Winged Eagle one this is definitely a special one. Uh, really nice. You automatically see it. And like you said, that's Hogan belt. That's the belt Bret Hart used to wear. Uh, you know, that's the belt that Austin wore uh, when he first Shawn Michaels wore. You know, your your boy Diesel had it. Um, it, it, it just, it's just a belt that just pops and so associated with the top names of professional wrestling. Um, but to me, I'll take my giant hubcap with the big gold belt <laughs> any day. So I'm Mexican. We do that stuff. That's right. That's right. Well, there we go. And Tito Santana loves that about yes. you guys. Arriba. Arriba. So there you go. That's our top pick. Our, at number one with 29 points, it is the WWF slash WWE Winged Eagle Belt. All right. Well, that was our top 10 of our top 10 championship belts of all time. Let's go back through our list, starting at number 10. At number 10, with five points, we had the IWGP Intercontinental Belt. At number nine, also with five points, we had the WWF slash WWE Tag Team Belts. At number eight, with seven points, it is the Ring of Honor Television Belt. Or no, I'm sorry, the Ring of Honor Heavyweight Championship Belt, the second generation Heavyweight Championship Belt. At number seven, with 11 and a half points, it is the AEW Heavyweight Championship Belt. At number six, with 12 and a half points, it is the NWA Heavyweight Championship, better known as the 10 pounds of gold. At number five, with 14 points, it is the WWF slash WWE Intercontinental Belt, the one that was held in the 80s. Um, at number four, with 17 points, it is the NXT UK Championship. At number three, with 21 points, it is the fourth-generation version of the IWGP Heavyweight Championship belt. At number two, with 28 points, it is the WCW Heavyweight Championship, better known as the Big Gold Belt. And like we just talked about, at number one, with 29 points, it is the WWF slash WWE Winged Eagle Belt. All right. Well, that's our top 10. Was that a fair list, boys? Do you like that list of top 10 heavyweight championship belts? Let's start with you, Bob. What do you think of the list? Yeah, those are all really nice looking belts. Uh, a little bit of everything in there, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, to me, the prestige of the belt is something that's important. The winged eagle, the big gold belt, uh, the 10 pounds of gold, all classic belts, the classic tag team belts that we talked about. All beautiful belts from the past. Some of the newer ones um, are the the NXT UK belts, beautiful beautiful belt. The AEW belts are really nice. So uh, we got to talk about a lot of the good ones here today. So that, that's definitely um, a good list. Nice. How about you, Adam? You think it's a fair list? Yeah, uh, I thought it was very interesting. I'm glad we all saw uh, the same on the as Bob mentioned the NXT UK belts, the AEW. Uh, the IWGP, uh, the old one, um, we're all on the same wavelength with all those. Um, everything deserved to be there. I found it interesting making my list and just going through this one. There's no representation from ECW. As much as an ECW fan as I am, their belts weren't that great. Mm. Um, TNA, same. 
Um, and a small itty bitty part of me is like, should I put the AWA belt on my? It's too god dang <laughs> old and decrepit looking. I, I couldn't justify even putting it at fifteen. But so yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think we I think we nailed them good. Um, yeah, other than again, a lot of the more modern uh, WWE belts are are kind of lacking. So. Um, I don't know. That's uh, whoever uh, made the NXT uh, UK belts definitely uh, should be making the other ones. Nice. Yeah. Well, there we go. Our top ten championship belts of all time. Hope you guys enjoyed that list. All right. Well, that's the show for this week. But before we go, like we do every week, let's give you our match of the week picks. These are matches that we give you guys to watch in the meantime, in between time, before we come back at you with another show. Uh, Bob, let's start with you this week. What is your match of the week pick? I just had it. I lost it. Um, I got it. I picked the, the the big gold belt as my main belt, and one of the matches that um, stood out to me the most was that match where it was the Great American Bash 1990 Sting versus Ric Flair going up for the big gold belt on the line. Uh, Flair being the champ, Sting being the up-and-coming new star. Uh, Flair puts him over, Sting wins it. Um, Definitely one of the best matches with that belt up for grabs. Um, So I had to put that as my match of the week. Sting versus Ric Flair, the Great American Bash 1990. How about you, Adam? What's your match of the week pick this week? Yeah, that's a great pick on on Bob's part. I remember seeing the pay-per-view build up for it and asking my parents if I could get it, and they wouldn't let me. So um, I'm still mad at my mom about it, but I'll I'll get over it one day. Um, I I almost went with uh, Hook versus Zach Clayton, but then I thought, eh, maybe not. Did anyone see that match? No. No love for Zach Clayton. No. It was five seconds long. So I was just kidding on that one. Uh, <laughs> I also liked uh, I also liked uh, Brian Danielson against Daniel Garcia, the two out of three falls. But that was a great the, match. The flow was interrupted by the damn picture in picture. Otherwise, if it were a pay-per-view match, I think it would have been right up there. So just for sentimentality and for fun and, and just because it was such a great moment, uh, it wasn't their best match ever. But I am going to go with, uh, with the trios match with the Bucks and uh, and Kenny Omega against uh, Andrade, Rushin, uh, and Dragon Lee. Uh, it was a fun match. Again, obviously, Omega's shaking the rust off, but just, just the, the, the overall gravity of the moment and, and how into it the crowd was and how the, the excitement that was buzzing through the arena um, was was, uh, was a lot of fun. And, and welcome back to the God of Professional Wrestling. Nice. All right, well, my my match of the week pick is going to be uh, the debut of the Winged Eagle Belt, our number one pick, and that is that match between Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant from Saturday Night's Main Event, the rematch from WrestleMania three, where all the shenanigans happened and, you know, Andre became world heavyweight champion just for a little bit, you know, until they decided to do, uh, you know, the, what was it, the... Um, they vacated the title and had the tournament at the next WrestleMania. But, you know, yeah, I mean, just that um, that match is, you know, 
it's memorable. I remember watching that. Uh, it was, I think it's still one of the highest rated wrestling matches of all time. The, the, the rematch between Hogan and Andre at that, at that episode of, uh, of Saturday night's main event. And yeah, that's it. A lot of people, you know, forget that that is the debut of the winged Eagle belt, that match. So yeah, that's my match of the week pick this week. The mat, the rematch between Hogan and Andre on Saturday night's main event. I missed that show. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. The old school blue cage. That's right. Yes. Uh, well, that's the show for this week, folks. We want to hear from you. Uh, to do that, there's two ways. You can either email us. Our email address is enhancementtalent316 at gmail.com. Again, that's enhancementtalent316 at gmail.com. Or you can do like everybody else does. Find us on Facebook. Type in the Enhancement Talent on the search bar in Facebook, and it'll take you to our Enhancement Talent fan page. Just click the Join button. All three of us are admins. We will see what you post. Post whatever you want. Post, you know, so- show suggestions, memes, jokes, poll questions, anything you want in the world of professional wrestling when it comes to the Enhancement Talent. You're free to put on, and we will interact with you. It's a great community we have there. Just do that up. We'll be glad to interact with you, too. Also, when uh, a new episode comes out, however you listen to this episode, be it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever, make sure to subscribe to it. That way you guys will get notifications when a new episode comes out, and it helps us in the long run as well. All right, so that's the end of the show this week. So for the Warsaw Blonde himself, Adam Kolavik, And for the other half of the fabulous Lopez Cousins, Dr. Bob Lopez, I'm Tony Lopez. We will see you guys again next week. Have a good, safe week. We'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. See ya. Good night.